today is December 1st, first day of December in 2023. Welcome back to the Chapter 49 podcast. Uh, It sure feels like December in uh, central Indiana, that's all I can say. My name is Larry Lannon. I uh, am a volunteer with Chapter 49 and a retiree. And uh, we do this podcast once a week. We did miss last week uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday, but we're back again uh, to our normally weekly pattern. And the normally weekly person that's with us every week would be our chapter president, Duncan Giles. So, Duncan, welcome once again. Larry, good to be here. And uh, interesting to hear that you're from the future since you said it's 2023. I said it's 2023. Did I really? I think I got, I have 2023 on the mind. Okay. Um, if that's do, the worst thing you do all week, we're in great shape. Let's, let's do a cosmic rewind <laughs> and uh, say we are December 20, we are December 1 of 2022, not 2023. No, I do not have a clairvoyant mind, nor do I, if I put you into the future. So. I was going to ask for lottery numbers. Well, if I, if I had them, I'd give them to you. I, I might give them to you. <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, this. Uh, I think we're finally realizing winter. So, listen, central Indiana, our temperatures took a big plunge not too many days ago, and it's really been cold. But I guess we shouldn't complain because, you know, it is November, December. That's to be expected. And, and I'm sure that wherever people are watching or listening, temperatures are going down. Even in the warmer climates, things are are going down. So uh, we we do understand temperature-wise, this is what winter is all about. So we all hope you're all taking uh, good care of yourselves. If you like this podcast and would like to let other people know, just take the link and, and send it on. If you'd like a link to our audio and video podcast sent to you each week once our podcast is online, either way, you can just send uh, an email to Duncan Giles at uh, the following email address, NTEU49 at AOL.com. And Duncan will provide that link to you each time we have a new podcast. And if you're listening, for instance, on a platform like iTunes where you can comment and rate a podcast, don't be afraid to do that. We'd always like that. The feedback and and, and the comments as well. So, Duncan, as we uh, try to make up for lost ground, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Uh, we I go back to two weeks ago, roughly, when we had two great guests uh, from the NTEU National Office. We had Dan Casper, who's in charge of the attorneys and other things at NTEU's National Office in Washington, and, and uh, Ken Moffat, who is the head of negotiations. And if you recall my conversation with Ken Moffat, where we talked about this whole issue of accounts management telling people don't even bother to apply for annual leave during the tax filing season which is early January through either April or May, depending on how things go. Uh, that was a discussion. And, of course, uh, NTU pushed back, filed a grievance. There have been talks back and forth. And I said something to Ken Moffat about, well, you know, uh, it's uh, one of those cases where once this grievance is settled, as the process goes, the filing season would likely be over. But he cautioned me and said, you know, we're still talking. And guess what? Those talks actually did bear some fruit, didn't they, Duncan? They absolutely did. Um, I know that uh, our national president, Tony Reardon, had talks with not only folks high up in the IRS, but also Treasury as well, including uh, people on Secretary Yellen's staff. You know, and our vice president, uh, Dorian Greenwald, 
as well as uh, Ken Moffat and Dan were talking to high up executives. I know I talked to a few executives. I'm sure other chapter leaders did as well, talking to them about uh, how wrong minded this was, how bad for employee morale. We understand what they want to do, but this is the exact wrong way to do it. So I'm extremely glad that um, that they're not going to do a total blackout of leave for folks who are on accounts, you know, on accounts management on the phone. Now it's going to be interesting to me to see how this works out practically. Well, the other thing that I wanted to mention was again, this is December 1st, 2022. And, uh, and I just wanted to remind people that there's going to be a short window to apply for that leave. Correct. Yes. A very short window, uh, just over the next couple of days to be able to get those requests in and your managers, if you're in accounts management, your managers should be alerting you to this and getting this taken care of. My concern at this point is, and I have, uh, you know, started to talk to national and to you about this is to check with other call sites is okay. What if people start getting, you know, what if there are a bunch of closed days and okay, well, we're not going to deny everybody, but there seems to be very few, if any, open days for folks in accounts management. And we'll have to check that site by site to see if it is. I, I don't want them to do something through the back door that they couldn't get done through the front door. Well, that was I was going to mention that. I'm glad you brought it up first because you know a lot about this. You've done a lot of negotiating with the accounts management people. You help to bargain the customer service agreement, which covers a lot of this. And there is a system used by the people who manage that phone system of, of people calling, asking for help and, and account information and so forth. And when you do that, uh, how much leave will actually be approved now that this uh, blanket uh, policy of not allowing any has been taken away, how much will actually be approved? Uh, there is a way for NT to get that information, but uh, how confident are you that even some people might get some leave during this tax season? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I would be very hopeful that there are going to be dead periods uh, as there always are uh, during this time period that people will be able to get some leave. But if, if we're seeing that not even during these traditional periods that have been uh, very low volume of calls that people aren't able to get off and we're looking at, at this site by site and not seeing it, then, yeah, there's going to be some issues. Well, I, I remember, again, I, I go way back. You know, I haven't been in accounts management for my guys, you know, 20 years or so. Uh, but what I call accounts management, we call it toll-free, but I was working in it. But even in those days, when right around mid-March, things tended to die down a little bit. Is that still the case, or do you have much data on that? Uh, that is still the case. It doesn't die down as much as it has over the past several years just because of things that have come up, child credits and things of that nature. But that, that is a slower period. And again, I understand they want to try and staff as full as they can to hit the mythical 85% level service that they'll hit probably right after I'm named Mr. Universe this year. So we're back to the Mr. Universe. Uh, more. Yep. <laughs> yep. The odds are that long. Okay. I, I think we'll just not go there for that, that, that uh, particular uh, comparison, if you will. 
So again, uh, if there are people out there being denied leave, do you want to hear from them? Or uh, is this a case where you want to hear from uh, people who are working in accounts management as to what happens when they get their leave request back? Uh, absolutely. If you've got leave denials and it's a closed day and you've got some, you know, you're not somebody who's been here one or two years, you've got some seniority. Uh, myself here in Indiana and the chapter leaders all across the country would absolutely want to hear about that just so we can investigate to make sure things are being done correctly. Now, again, going back to many years ago in accounts management, I'd have people I knew who would ask for leave. They would take a trip, want to take a trip, maybe want five days off, for example. Well, then they'd get the request back and they would get four of the five days off, but the one day in the middle uh, was not approved. So <laughs> that's the kind of thing you want to watch for also, correct? I absolutely. And that does still occasionally happen. It's like, okay, well, you're going to be gone, you know, Thursday through Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. You can have every day, but Monday off. Well, I'm going to be in, you know, Colorado. I can't really come back for that one day. Yeah. I'll never forget the case of the one uh, employee working in a call center. Uh, when nine 11 happened, he was on a vacation in Hawaii and he couldn't get a flight back. And the question was, did he have to use his annual leave to to stay in Hawaii because he couldn't get a flight? Now, what do you think the answer was? Yes. The answer was yes. <laughs> yeah, the answer is probably yes. And then you, then you have to have the discussions. So I guess, uh, yeah, you, you failed to rent that rowboat to go across the Pacific, <laughs> I guess. Let's move on to something that could possibly impact all operating divisions in some way, at least most op the main operating divisions in IRS. This has to do with something we talked about with our national office people two weeks ago, and that's what internally has been called the surge, bringing people in from other parts of the service to work paper inventory, get that huge uh, backlog down. And there's been major progress made on it, but there's still some backlog there. IRS came out with a very interesting, the management of IRS came out with a very interesting message to employees. Basically, they're, they're looking at almost every division to try to find volunteers to continue to work this paper inventory. Uh, what's been the reaction so far from people that uh, you're talking to? Yeah, they're not only paper inventory, but the phones as well. And this is um, almost like a back to the future moment for me. Uh, for several, several years ago when they would have folks come out to the call sites to be on the phones to help out. Um, I think the devil's going to be in the details for a lot of these people uh, who might volunteer. They want to know how long it's going to be for, what's going to happen to their inventory, if they're carrying an inventory from, say, let's say TAS or SBSE or LBNI, any of the divisions. So we're, it's, it's going to be curious to see how this all works out. You know, there, is it going to be worth it to them to do this if they're going to be coming back to an inventory that's going to be overage, uh, you know, statute uh, issues, things of that nature? So we just don't know yet, and we're interested to see uh, exactly how they're going to roll this out. Well, as I understand it, uh, one caveat there, maybe it's a fig leaf for some people, not maybe all, is that some of this work can be done from your home. And so if you don't necessarily have uh, a telework uh, that you can take regularly, perhaps this would be an incentive for some people. Yeah, they're, they're going to try everything they can to 
uh, you know, get the level of service on the phones up and to reduce the paper inventory in the service centers. And, you know, so they'll they'll offer what carrots they can. And that's understandable and, and happy to do it. It's like I said, though, it's just going to depend on the uh, fine print, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I, I, you and I remember these days uh, when I was in toll free. Every single tax filing season, the least senior revenue agents came in and answered the phones. Uh, the other part of it is that uh, when we had uh, you know, the taxpayer assistance centers, we called them walk-in in those days, uh, both revenue agents, tax compliance officers in some cases, and revenue officers were sometimes called upon to work that counter. And so this is a, this is a case of going back to the future, is it not? It certainly is. And like I said, it's going to be interesting to see how you know the people will see how the other half lives so to speak uh you know i still remember a revenue agent from over 20 years ago who was continuing to work past their tour of duty and when they asked why they were told they said well the red light was on so i figured i had to work until the red light went off well the red light means there are calls in the queue that light never goes off so they would have been there forever yeah, I, I can remember talking to some of my colleagues who would say when working toll free, man, when I saw that red light on there, I, I just it just felt the pressure. And I thought that should not be pressure on you. That's a pressure on the system people and the managers trying to manage that call system. You just take care of the person you got on that phone. And the idea that you couldn't leave when the red light went off, some people would never leave. So it's uh it's an interesting point. But do we still have red lights in the call centers? I don't even know if we have them uh, anymore. No. I was going to no. say, that was years ago. You and I, when you and I were on the telephones, we had the old red light system, which was really just a signal that if you're on uh, if you're on some assignment off the telephone, you had to get on because uh, the calls were backed up. Well, let's talk about technology a little bit. Moving on, uh, Skype has been used for a long time uh, for internal video communications and other things, messaging and that kind of thing, on uh, within the IRS system. But now it looks like there's been a full transition to Microsoft Teams. I'm sure, but you know, on a budget, but I'm sure that uh, the lowest bid had something to do with this. I'm just curious, Duncan. You talked to a lot of people around the service center in Indiana. Uh, how do people feel about this change? Is there much difference uh, between using Skype and Microsoft Teams? It's just learning a new system. Uh, Microsoft Teams is not that much different than Skype. There are a few quirks about it. The main thing that I want folks to remember about Microsoft Teams is, you know, when you have a conversation in Skype, you're done with it, you it it deletes off the system when you exit out of Skype. Microsoft Teams keeps those conversations forever. So, if you're having a conversation with a colleague, keep in mind that that's that's there always. And if somebody wants to go back and check on that, they can. So just be aware of that. But aside from that, there are, are not very uh, – the differences between Skype and Teams is not that large. So if I want to be here, hearing – and I, you've said this before, and I want to make sure everyone's clear who's listening and watching. So the Microsoft Teams system is an IRS system. It is owned by IRS. So what you're saying is any management official has the right to go in and look at that record at any time, correct? If they have sufficient business reason to do so, yes. 
Okay, that one little caveat there. You can't do it yeah. for your own enjoyment. You have to have a business reason. Okay, that at least exactly. gives you some uh, uh, some standing there. All right, let's uh, let's move talk about something else that uh, is is going to go on for at least a few more days, based on the time we are recording this, December first, twenty twenty two, and uh, we have the open season that continues through December twelfth. It began in, in late November and will continue. Uh, I have. Uh, placed an item on our our uh, uh, on our uh, Facebook page. Always try to plug that when I can. Our Facebook page is NTEU Chapter Forty Nine Indiana. If you're looking for it on Facebook, you can like or just just follow it if you wish. And I put a link on there where you have to sign in as a member, but you can get into that checkbook and uh, just take a look at. Just put a little uh, pieces of information about your own personal situation, and then there's a comparison done amongst all of the uh, uh, plans that are available to you as far as health insurance is concerned. Uh, so it's a great system. You'd have to pay for it if you weren't an NTU member. You get this as part of your membership. So uh, that is available. Uh, I know that Duncan sent out an email message to members of Chapter 49 with that link, and I know you've used it, Duncan, and uh, you've uh, found it very useful. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I just used it uh, over the last couple of days while I was making my health care selections. And, you know, I switched healthcare care uh, providers a few years ago, so I wanted to take a look to see, do I need to upgrade this again? And I took a close look, and there were a couple of different companies that I thought would be good that had the same uh, type of coverages, things of that nature. In the end, I stayed with who I have now, just because of convenience and the cost difference was probably a dollar a pay period, maybe. So nothing much there. But, I mean, it's it's good to look at. I did change who I had for dental. I did change who I had for vision. So I adjusted those two as well because of the fact I thought that they were better for me, um, had the providers that I wanted to use, things of that nature. Uh for that and saved myself some money and then also adjusted, you know, I have a health savings account that I also adjusted the amount in. So, you know, there, there are a lot of things that go into open season that you want to make sure you take care of and study it very diligently. And that consumer checkbook, like you said, very easy to use, great comparison tool shopping. You can, not only do you find out what premiums are, you can find out how much prescription drugs are, find out what your, you know, your average cost might be and find out what your catastrophic cost is. If, you know, God forbid something happens and you had a serious health issue or two during that year and what your cap is. So there's a lot of great information where you can compare apples to apples on that. And as you mentioned uh, before, the one thing you probably want to do is if you're thinking about changing your health insurance plan through the FEHB system, you want to make sure if you want to keep your same network of doctors and, and hospitals and so forth, just make sure that uh, whatever plan you choose uh, will keep you in the network of providers that you want. That's also another consideration. Yeah, it certainly is. And when you're going, if you decide to change your plan, if you don't, if you like your, if you like your plan and want to keep it, um, you don't have to do anything. But if you decide that you're going to uh, change your plan or change who's covered under your plan, things of that nature, you go on the employee personnel page and you do a self-service thing. So you basically do that yourself to adjust it. And it, again, that's very easy to do. 
um, and you'll get an email confirmation of that. But it's something, again, that I think everybody should be concentrating on and making sure you're taking care of you first. Let's move on to budgets. Uh, the, I, the, the budget of the federal government is still in bay. It's still being held in bay. Uh, uh, most, I think a majority of the uh, appropriation bills have passed the House. There's still a few pending. Senate hasn't taken any up. There's talk of something called an omnibus bill. I always love that word, omnibus. kind of seems like it's everything, and that's what it would be. The omnibus bill is just one huge bill that funds every federal agency. Uh, one thing we want to make sure we let people know. I don't know if we've talked about it much on the podcast. I know you've sent messages out to the membership and, and to the stewards. But even if there would be, heaven forbid, another government shutdown, because IRS has this $80 billion over 10 years in, in as a supplement to our regular budget, uh, the commissioner has said, and our former commissioner, Reddick, before he left, said very clearly that even if there is a government shutdown, that IRS will remain open business as usual. Yep, they are saying that the funds that we've received for that will cover us. So if there is a shutdown, we will not be impacted. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that. our The latest continuing resolution runs through the 16th of December. And if that, for some reason, doesn't get extended or if they don't pass, as you say, the omnibus bill, then we would still continue to come into work every day. So, again, a, a general government shutdown would not shut down the IRS as things stand right now. But I think I want to warn people about one other aspect of this. Even though IRS has this large budget uh, for a long period of time stretched out over those number of years, uh, there are some people in Congress who are making noise like, well, you know, we don't like the fact that IRS has all this money and they're going to try to take it away somehow. It'd be hard to do that. Uh, at this particular time, because the Senate is, I think, as a majority of the Senate wants to keep it that way, and the president wants to keep it that way, and the president can veto a bill if he wants to. Uh, but uh, it could impact the annual appropriations. There are people who don't like IRS and want to you know, lower our budget or keep it where it is, may want to meddle with our annual appropriations, which is a different situation than the $80 billion over, what, 8, 10 years, whatever that might be. NT is going to keep a very close watch on this, and we'll use our this podcast, our, uh, our Facebook page, and other communications to make sure you are in the know. And if you uh, sign up for the NTU.org uh, website and sign up as a member and log in, you can, you'll get regular email updates uh, from the national office as well as all the other updates that uh, Duncan provides for you. So, uh, Duncan, people just have to be aware that there's still politicians out there who are coming after us. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. IRS is a political football. Huh, who'd have thunk it? Um, yeah, we, we do need to keep an eye on it. Um, hopefully we still will go through and get our regular appropriations, but it's going to be an interesting couple of years, I think. So we'll keep an eye on it and let you know if we think you need to, to take any action uh, within all the rules that, that govern that. By the way, one other thing tied to the government budget, the uh, budget funding agencies, uh, will be the the pay raise for employees in 2023. And, Duncan, we have a kind of an idea what that's likely to be, but we still don't know for sure because these spending bills are in abeyance right now. Yeah, that's that's what makes this kind of scary because they've said we want to do a 4.1 and half a percent for 
locality pay to, you know, be a total of 4.6 for many people. But we haven't seen anything officially on that because they haven't passed the bills. We would hope that, uh, you know, whether it's a defense bill or an omnibus bill, something of that nature that usually carries the civilian pay raise, that it has that language in there. Because we all know that we need a raise to keep up with inflation and the way things are going. Um, and, you know, this doesn't cover everything, but it's the best we're going to be able to get out of this particular Congress. So we need to have that in there and hopefully it will be uh, input into that language so we can make sure to get that raise. You talk about something that impacts a number of us. I remember many years ago uh, when the long-term care insurance program was first unveiled for federal employees. It has no federal subsidy at all. The federal government tried to get a good rate by taking bids. Uh, but and having a large potential uh, number of people to, to go into the program. There is a long-term care insurance program that's been around for a while, but there are two issues with it right now. Number one, as I understand it, that the program is not taking in new enrollees. That's not a good sign. And secondly, and we've been warned about this from our national union and, and other sources that cover uh, government issues for the federal government, that there's likely going to be a, a a, a hike in the premiums. We don't know how much, but we're worried it's going to be a lot. So for those of you who are in this program, want to stay in it, it may become more expensive. So we'll keep you posted on that. But I think, Duncan, the main message here is we do know that they're, they're going to stop taking new enrollees, but we have no idea what kind of premium increase is coming up because that contract is, is coming up for renewal. Yeah, like you said, these are both very worrisome signs. When, when a company like this decides they're not going to take any new enrollees, that's like, okay, that's, that's not good. And then, you know, we know premium increases are coming. How much are these premium increases are coming? And I bet it's going to be uh, a quite a big percentage. And that, that is a shame, but uh, we want people to be aware of this so they can make their own decisions. Well, yeah, and the, the sad part about this is there are many of us who've been paying into that system for years never needed to use it. And now as we grow older, look at me, uh, you know, may need that in the near future sometime. Uh, it would be sad if we had to drop it because we couldn't afford it anymore. So uh, let's hope something good happens there. But we must well give people a, a, a fair warning that there are storm clouds uh, surrounding that program. We'll keep an eye on that. Well, we need to have some happy news, Duncan, in this podcast. So here's something. We are once again this year, as an agency, employees will have two hours for of administrative time to use for holiday parties, celebrations, that kind of a thing. And if you don't have a celebration or party or gathering of employees or tied to your work, you can still take two hours off and enjoy the holiday season for that. Not everybody uh, celebrates Christmas, but there are most faiths uh, do have some kind of celebration around this time of year, and anyone can take it, no matter what your uh, religious faith may be. So, a little bit of good news. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that this particular tra- holiday tradition has uh, continued because there, you know, there aren't as many holiday parties as there were, say, 15, 20 years ago. Everybody's more spread out. Your groups are spread out more. Instead of being in a central location, they could be across several states. So even if you don't have a particular group or location holiday party that you're going or want to participate in, 
you're still going to have that two hours of administrative leave to use. Just make sure that your manager does approve the time because they do have that right to do so. You can't just say, well, I'm going to take it this two hours right now. See ya. No, it does have to have managerial approval. I mean, you, you're allowed to get it. You just have to schedule it. That's the main thing. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Okay, Duncan, uh, let's have your final comment for this podcast. Yeah, you know, I just I just want everybody to be out there to be as healthy as possible, uh, both physically and mentally. Right now, I know that in a lot of parts of the country, the it's not just COVID, but the actual flu is really hitting hard out there. Uh, so, you know, take the precautions you have. Many parts of the country, the colder weather is starting to hit and hit hard. So I want everybody to, you know, make sure that you're safe, make sure that you're warm. Take care of yourself, you know, mentally, physically, you know, where you're at, the IRS, this is a job. This is not your life. You know, your life is outside of this. Keep that in mind and just, you know, make sure that you're doing what you need to do to keep yourself he healthy, both mentally and physically. Yes, at my age, I'm all vaccined up, so I'm uh, at least doing what I can on that. Uh, I want to say one other thing, and it ties into what you're saying. We have just finished the Thanksgiving holiday. We're heading into you know, Christmas, New Year's, a, a holiday season. Uh, we're middle, in the middle of that. People go shopping there, celebrations, all the Christmas lights are out. All I want people to do is just not let the season get to you sometimes uh, it gets too busy if you have a lot of friends and family you're you're dealing with shopping for sometimes it, it can get to you and just just try to pace yourself enjoy the holiday season and for those of you who maybe don't have a lot of uh, friends and family uh, try to find somebody to uh, or some group of people that you can help and if you know somebody who's all by themselves for the holiday season, uh, try to invite them in to make sure that uh, they have some people to be with this time of year. I think that's uh, I think that's a, a very important thing to consider this time of year. So keep that in mind. Duncan Giles, thank you very much uh, for joining us again. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And this is the Chapter 49 podcast. This one was for December 1st, 2022. Uh, luckily, I got that right, and thanks for the correction from Duncan Giles on that from the beginning. Again, we thank you for watching and listening. It wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you people out there watching and listening. We watch our numbers, and we know you're out there, and we thank you again for being a part of it. In the meantime, please be safe and be kind.